Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. I hope that you're doing good today because I'm doing well today as well. Today is day number 11 of the 21-day fast. This is what you call a halfway mark. So I'm excited to share with you how God is just moving and doing great things. But I have a word today that God has given me to give to you today. I'm so excited to talk about the slave girl. I want to talk about the slave girl who has supernatural faith to believe in God in the midst of her circumstances when her world is turned upside down. I hope that you're ready to to hear the word of God because I'm excited to talk about God today. I'm excited about 2021. I'm excited about the endless possibilities of what God is going to do for you and do for me in this year. Uh, This day, today is the 14th day of the year. And like I said, today is the 11th day of my fast. And I'm excited because God has been good. God has been showing things. The Holy Spirit has been speaking through me. And I'm excited. You know, I was telling you about the 30-day challenge of using Jesus' name and his authority and not speaking death over my circumstances. I'm excited today because I believe that God has great things in store for his people. I don't know what you're going through, but I want to tell you this one thing, that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. He loves you with an everlasting love. There's nothing that he won't do for you. He will give you the desires of your heart, he says in his word. His word is his, is his bond or his word is his testimony. This word that we read, it says that John declares that Jesus was the word and the word was with God. So I want you to be excited today because I have a word for you about the slave. I'll be reading from the New King James Version today. I'll be uh, talking about 2 Kings chapter 5. We're going to deal with... Uh, the only person in the Old Testament that was healed of leprosy, a Syrian commander. And that would seem odd, right? You'd say, well, God, can you heal someone in Israel? But let me tell you something. God is a merciful God because God is going to use this slave girl to wake up a nation to realize that there's something special about Israel and that there's a man of God in Samaria who has the ability to pray to God and intercede on behalf of a man and have him healed of a disease that There was no cure for I hope that you're excited. I'm so excited to talk about the goodness of God today. You know, I'm just excited. I'm glad to talk to you. Remember I said, you are not alone, but we are family now because guess what? We're listening to the word together. We are listening to what God has to say. I want to let you know that God has has great things in store for you. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what your heartache is. I don't know what your pain is. But I want to let you know that God has a plan for you. I want you to know that God has a plan for you. I want you to know that God has a plan for you. And you know, uh, leprosy, uh, I want to you know, explain to you. In those days, there wasn't no cure. You wasn't going to go get a, uh, a vaccination. You wouldn't go, go, get, uh, go to your Walgreens or your Walmart or any one of these stores and go to the pharmacy aisle and say, hey, I need a prescription to help me with this. In Bible times, people who suffer from a skin disease, a leprosy, were treated as outcasts. There was no cure for the disease, which gradually left a person disfigured through the loss of fingers, toes, and eventually limbs. So this is a horrible way to suffer. Could you imagine, you know, you get leprosy, and then you have to leave your home, people that love you, They're afraid of you because they don't want to catch what you catch. You know, 
and there's no cure. We're living in COVID, right? We're talking about we walking around with face masks on. In other words, we don't want people to breathe on us because it's, they tell us, hey, we need to have social distance. So back in this day, this was a social distance problem. So people were treated as outcasts. They couldn't go home. You know, they had to walk away from wives and children, mothers and fathers. Horrible thing. But let me tell you something. God is God regardless of what you see. But there was a slave girl in this chapter, 2 Kings chapter 5, we're going to talk about who has supernatural faith. Even though she's a slave, she's able to proclaim her God to the world. Can you proclaim your God to the world? Let me tell you something. She was a slave girl who was going to affect a military general like Naaman and the king of Syria. Remember, she's a, she's a slave. She's been brought to their land. In other words, not because she wants to be, because she was taken. But she has enough even to recognize that God is still God. And so this, this, is, my, this is my message to those who feel that they are outcast or feel like they are forsaken and forgotten. Let me tell you something. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. He would never leave you nor forsake you in your hour and time of need. But we're going to talk, of, just not talk about the slave girl in this. We're going to talk about Naaman. We're going to talk about this prophet in Samaria by the name Elijah. We're going to talk about this servant named Gehazi. We're going to talk about how God gets the glory and how God wants to be, gets the glory. I'm so excited right now. I just want you to know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. You're not alone. You know, I want to thank all the people who listen to the podcast. I want to thank the people in Illinois, the people in California, New York, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, South Carolina, Wisconsin, in the country of Spain, uh, Iran, Russia, uh, United Kingdom, and Canada. I thank you uh, that we are family. We're listening to what God has for us say, to say to us. And I hope that you're taking this word and you're sharing it with your family and friends and letting them know that we serve a good God. And, you know, Jesus said, why do you call me good? He said, the only good thing is God. God is that good. And he has a, always has a plan. But, you know, we're going to talk about the slave girl. In other words, her name is not mentioned in this chapter, just that she's a slave girl. But she has a message. She has a testimony. I mean, I'll tell you about, I'll say about how powerful the testimony is, that, that we will come by the blood of the Lamb by a testimony. She has a testimony. And this testimony is going to be so powerful that it's going to affect this man's wife. It's going to affect the naming. It's going to even affect the king. Because guess what they're going to do? This faith that this young girl has is going to be transferred down the line. It's going to be like a chain because everybody is expecting something. You've been in a situation where you just need an answer. This is what Naaman needs. He needs an answer. He's in a bad shape. You know, he don't know when his fingers are going to fall off his toes or he's going to lose a limb. He's an outcast. There's no cure for him. In other words, he knows it's not going to end well. So I'm just excited to talk about God today. Hope that you're excited to hear about God today. I hope that you is just as pumped up as I am. Now, remember like this, you don't have to fast 21 days. You can fast an hour or two. I'm talking about if you want to join in, join in with me. I'm talking about, you know, because I'm believing in God that he's going to do great things. I'm excited to talk about him right now. This is, a, this is like a 
This is like a dessert for me. You know, he said that man should not live by bread alone, but every word proceeds out of the mouth of God. And as we talk about naming, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to get full. In other words, because during the fast, this word is going to fill me. And so when we get into this topic about naming and about the slave girl and about Elijah and about Gehazi, we're going to see the power of God. But you know how we do it. Whether it was on your heart, man, it was on God's heart, man. But you know, before we start, we're going to pray. Because we know that there's power in prayer. The word said, men ought to pray and not faint. And so that means we need to be steadfast in ever believing that God can step in and make our circumstances change. Aren't you excited about loving God? Because I'm excited about loving him. Hope that you're excited about loving him. And I'm excited to talk about this man, Naaman. I'm excited because guess what? He's the only person in the Old Testament that's healed of leprosy. And he's not from Israel. So if you think that God ain't fair, God is fair. And let me tell you something. This is their enemy. This is Israel's enemy. I'm talking about this is the same situation that Jonah had. That he was complex because God was saying, hey, go to Nivea and tell these people. He couldn't understand it. And could you... You couldn't understand why would God want to heal Naaman? He took this girl from Israel and, she, and she's a slave girl. But that's the God that we serve. According to the Bible, Naaman was a commander of the army of Syria. He was a good commander and was held in favor because of the victories that God brought through him. And this is the whole thing. Naaman was a leper. That meant Laman, Naaman had a problem, right? Naaman had a problem. He was left. In other words, I just told you what would happen. You know, your fingers will fall off, your toes will fall off, you'll lose a limb, you're going to die. You're an outcast. Nobody want to talk to you. You know, uh, you can't go talk to your cousin. You can't go talk to your aunt. You can't go talk to your uncle because guess what? You're an outcast. In other words, uh, this, is their, this is their COVID situation. In other words, this is their social distancing. Everybody, get away from me. But... Let me tell you something. If God is for you, I want you to know this. Who can be against you? I want you to understand it. If God is for you, who can be against you? I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor seed begging bread. That's David. Psalms 37. That's him speaking. God is good to those that love him, to call upon him. And so before we start, let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, I just thank you for the word today. I pray, Father, that your word would just go around this world, Father, that it would penetrate people's hearts and soul, that they would be able to depend upon you like the slave girl. In the midst of her circumstances, she knew that there was a, a man of God in Samaria who can cry out to God and name would be healed. Father, I pray right now, Father, for all the people who are dealing with a form of leprosy, a form of anything that's coming against them, Father, that you remove it off of them, Father, that you get a peace in their home, Father, that you would do it, Father, that you would do all these wonderful things for your people because they believe in you, Father, and they love you and they trust you and they, and they depend upon you, God, to meet their needs. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I hope that y'all are excited. Like I said, I'll be reading from the NIV Bible today and I'll be talking about naming and talking about the slave girl who has this supernatural faith 
who's able to come in and get people to believe that there's something going on in a town called Samaria in Israel and that there's someone there that can do something miraculously. That's what you call faith. That's what, that's what you call faith. That's what you call faith. And I want you to know that God can do it all. He can do it all. There's nothing that he can't do. That's who we serve, a mighty, powerful God, a loving God, a gracious God. He has all the power, all the ability. In other words, he, he can do it. I don't care what people tell you. You know, he can do it. He can do whatever you need him to do. All you have to do is just trust him. You know, I just want you to know that God has. God has it. He has the ability and the power to do what he wants to do. And so, as we look at 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1. And I'm going to stop. I hope that y'all ready. One thing with the podcast, you can replay it back and back again to get the word again, get the message again, get what it's saying. Now, Naaman, a commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. Naaman had a problem. Yes, he brought his master victories and spoils, but he had a problem. He was a leper, no cure, not in sight. No way for the situation to change. The only way it's going to change is something miraculous happened. Remember, he's not a, from Israel. He's an outside. He's their enemy. In other words, it's like, hey, it is what it is. I'm going to live my life until it's time for me to go on. But let me tell you about the slave girl. Don't know her name, but guess what? She's written in the Bible to be remembered. And she's meant to be remembered because she has supernatural faith and she's able to speak God's word into other people's heart. She's able to give her testimony and it affects the people. It affects this general. It affects this king. It affects his wife. In such a way that they believe that there's something that can help this man be whole. And let me tell you, that person is Jesus Christ. So if you need him today, call on him. And let's go to verse 2. And this is what happens in verse 2. And the Syrians had gone out on a raid and had brought back a captive, a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife. See? Now you might say, man, and I, I, I want you to see this. She says she's a young girl. She's not an old woman. She's a young girl. She's taken from her home. She's in, a, she's in her enemy's land. In other words, and not only she's in her enemy land, but guess what? She is working for this man, a leprosy's wife, who's a general. In other words, it, but she has the ability to have the faith and the trust to know that there's a, a man of God in Samaria who knows how to pray. This is why prayer is powerful because guess what? He had a relationship with God. But this is how God gets his glory. God is trying to get his glory 
not just in Israel, but through the whole world. You got to understand this. This, is, this was meant to be something that would get the world to worship God, the one and only true God. So I want you to see this. I want you to understand this. I want you to see about this, this young girl and how her faith is working, even in the midst of her storm. Could you imagine being away from home? Just think. Now, I, I, want you to use the I want to use the comparison so you can see it. Lepers was outcast, so that meant they couldn't go home because they had a sickness. She couldn't go home because she was taken and stolen from her home. She didn't have, she's not like the, the leper who's outcast who can't come home because he has a disease. She can't go home because they're keeping her hostage. And she has to work. She has to be a slave. I'm talking, you know what it is to be? I'm talking about, you know, that shit means she has to wait on this woman. In other words, she has to do whatever she says to do. But guess what she has? But I want you to understand, it, there had to be something about her character that made her so remarkable that this man's wife went to her husband and said, hey, I got some good news for you today. And I want to share this good news with you. This good news that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart, man, he loved you with everlasting love. But also, I want to let you know that God is God. God will get his glory on the earth. I don't care what you feel or what you may think. God is that good. Okay. And it says, she waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, if only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. Testimony. The wonderful working testimony powers. Because she tells this man's wife, and that meant that she loves her husband, because guess what? Could you imagine the sheer excitement that she got when she heard what this young girl was saying to her? And I'm going to show you how it worked. This is how this faith thing started just to blow up and start to just blow and blow and grow and grow. Because I want you to see it. Because if you see it, then you, then you can understand. And, and, you, and you can see how, you, I want you to see how it had transferred. Then she said to our mistress, if only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of leprosy. And Naaman went and told his master saying thus and thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel understand this God had got his name on the earth because remember God part of the Red Sea part of the Jordan so everybody know that there's something special about Israel but guess what they had the faith to believe that they can go there and get a miracle performed and I I want you to understand how special this miracle is because guess what? This man doesn't serve God. He ain't praying that God. He don't even know that God. But guess what he's going to do? In the end, he's going to know that there's only one God. And God gets the glory. I want you to understand God gets his glory in this, in other words. So now, could you imagine that his wife told him, and guess what? He wants to be healed because he he's a leper. He don't want to stay in this state. He wants to live. He wants to live. So he tells the king. 
Let me tell you something about how powerful this thing is, this, this faith thing. It says, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea, and it will do it. It says, Jesus said in the word, have faith in God in Mark chapter 11. He says, whatever you ask for, if you believe in your heart and not doubt, it should come to pass. That's Jesus' promise. That's in the word. Want you to know that. Now check this out. Then, this is verse 5, then the king of Syria said, go now. I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he departed and took with him talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of, of gold, and 10 changes of clothing. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, now before we get into the letter, now you see, this, they brought valuables. In other words, because guess what? Sometimes you think that you have to buy something, but this, he ain't got to buy. Because God is doing something. He's gonna do something inside of Naaman. He's trying to do something inside the king of Syria. And even Naaman's wife, and also the slave girl. Because what God is gonna do, he's gonna honor her request. Because she declares that there's a man of God in Samaria who can do this. That who can heal this man of leprosy. That's what you call faith. That's what you call faith. Believing in God when it don't seem right. And you say to yourself, man, this girl shouldn't even be thinking about God because if this guy can heal this man of leprosy, couldn't he keep her from being a slave? Yes, he could. But she had to go to Syria to be able to testify about this man. And I'm talking about, yeah, and it could have been done a different way. But this is the way that it was meant for her to go. As a servant, I want you to understand. See, I see, you know, I'm talking about, I want you to understand about this servant thing. What does it say about Jesus? It said Jesus was a servant, in other words. <laughs> that he, he came from heaven and all his majesty left up there. And he became a servant. She's a servant, but guess what? She's believing in God. Just like Jesus was a servant on earth, believing in his father. See that? See that? You, you see that comparison? So I just want you to know. That, now, this is what the letter said. This is in verse 6. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel. Now be advised, when this letter comes to you, that I have sent Naaman, my servant, to you, that you may heal him of leprosy. And it happened when the king of Israel read this letter that he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make alive that this man sends a man to me to heal him of leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. See, now the, the king of Israel was saying, Hey, this Syrian king want to go to war with me, man, because he know I can't do it. Yeah, we know you can't do it, but... There's a man in God who's a praying man who speaks to God. He's a prophet. You see what the king didn't do? He didn't follow the, the word God's word because it said that the king is supposed to have been reading the word. He's supposed to know the word. There's a prophet because a prophet is the person who, who hears from God and God speaks to it. Instead of him recognizing that there was a prophet in Samaria like this girl knew. See, this young 
slave girl knew that that was a power in Israel that even the king didn't recognize. See, sometimes, you know, you can be around something so good that you even forget that it's good. Do you understand what I'm saying? That sometimes you can be around something that's so good that you can forget that it's good. So this is what happens. And so, but let me tell you, God has a plan. Remember this, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. He loves you with an everlasting love. He would never leave you, nor forsake you in your hour and time of need because he's God. I want you to see what God does in the midst of this situation and circumstances. I want you to get excited because we get to see some miracles. We're going to see some, you know, that just ain't, ain't heard of. This has never been done in the Old Testament. But something is getting ready to happen. God is getting ready to do something. And so let's go ahead and let's go. We're going to go to verse 8. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse number 8. So it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, that he sent to the king saying, why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me. He should know that there's a prophet in Israel. Did you hear that? He said, send him to me so he'll know that there's a prophet in Israel. That's somebody who hears from God directly. See, that, that's, what you call, that's what you call faith, too, because guess what? He said, hey, send him to me. What are you tying your clothes for? See, when the problem in Israel was supposed to get that big and the king don't know what to do, that's the reason why he, God left a prophet, so that they can have someone that can communicate to God. So I just want you to know that. So now, as, as you see, now check this out, because you know, when you're somebody important, you show up important, right? Naaman shows up important. He got wealth, he got clothes, he got a letter from the king. In verse nine, I want you to see this. Then Naaman went with his horse and chariots, and he stood at the door of Elijah's house. And Elijah sent a message to him saying, go wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh should be restored to you, and you should be clean. Did you hear that? Spoken word. Remember I told you we're speaking spirits? Now, I, I, I want you to see that what happens is that all he receives, guess what? Elijah don't come out the house because it ain't about him. It's about the power of God. He doesn't come out the house to let him see him. He doesn't go shake his hand. Doesn't do all that. He doesn't do none of that. All he does is just send a message to say, and, and, and this is what he said. Let's go back to verse 9 because I want you to see it. Because you see it and you can see it. Then Naaman went with his horse and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elijah's house, and Elijah sent a messenger to him saying, Go wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh should be restored to you and you should be clean do you know sometimes the hardest thing is to believe that god gonna do something because guess what now i want you to understand that naming he's going he, he it's just too simple for it to be real because guess what he just knew that he was going to be honored in some sort of special special way and, and we find out that 
He can't even receive because he has to, he has to humble himself. I would just say, humble yourself up under the mighty hand of God so that he can exalt you in due time. And God wants him to humble him. He done had great victories on the battlefield. He's a great military might, but somewhere he needed some humility and God is about to break it to him. Now check this out. In verse 11, but Naaman became furious and went away and said, indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Are not Abinah and Prophesha the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. See, he got pissed. He got mad because, you know, he was looking for a, he's looking for a spectacle. He's looking for a show. He's looking for some grandiose thing to happen. He just couldn't receive, hey, go dip seven times in the water, do this and do that. He couldn't, he, he couldn't receive it. But let me tell you something about it. When you pray for your leadership, always pray that the person that sit next to your leader is a man or a woman of God that can bring them back. Because what's going to happen is there's somebody that's going to sit next to them and, 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 and going to give them wise counsel. You know, pray for our leaders. They have people around them that godly people that can bring them back and give them wise counsel. Ask God to give them an ear where they listen to that person. Because he's going to be lucky. He's going to be lucky. And in this, you're going to hear about you're going to see another servant. Because the servant is Christ. I want you to understand this. Servant is Christ. In other words, you're going to see that it says this in verse thing, first thing. And his servant came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he said to you, Wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Did you hear that? You know, I want you to understand the reason why he struggled with this. The holy waters in biblical times had become polluted by foul smell, smell streams. The Lord Jordan is filled with raw sewage and contaminated. You know, it was the Jordan. The Jordan was a, looked at filthy. It wasn't just like how it was when when Joshua went across it. In other words, that you know, it was a it was a filthy water. In other words, so the reason why he had a struggle with that is because you know, he had to he had to humble himself. In other words, be brought down low. And so sometimes God will bring you down to, to, to lift you up. And that's what God was doing with him. And so, you know, it says that when he does this, he's restored. His flesh is like a child. He humbled himself, went into this filthy water, and he dipped himself seven times in this filth. But guess what? Somewhere inside that, God's Holy Spirit was working. Power of God was working because guess what? 
what he went down and felt, he came back clean. Disease gone. Disease gone. Wonderful work and power to God. Don't ever give up on God. In verse 15 it says, And he returned to the man of God. He and all his age came and stood before him and said, Indeed now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now therefore, please take a gift from your servant. Did you hear what? Did you hear what Naaman said? He said, hey, it's only one God. And then he, he wants to give him a gift. He wants to, to do something for the man of God because he's been, he's been blessed. But what God was trying to do, so you can understand God, God was trying to show the whole world, you ain't got to buy this. All you got to do is believe in me. And I'm your source. I'm the way maker. I'm the source. I'm the way maker. And this is such a powerful thing. But he said, as the Lord live before whom I stand, I will receive nothing. And he urged him to take it. But he refused. Hey, man, God love you. You ain't got to you ain't got to buy this. So Naaman said, then if not, please let your servant be given two mule loads of earth for your servant would no longer offer either a burnt offering or a sacrifice to other gods, but to the Lord. Yet in this thing, may the Lord pardon your servant when my master goes into the temple of Raman to worship there. And he leans on my hand and I bow down in the temple. When I bow down in the temple of Ramah, may the Lord please pardon your servant in this thing. Then he said to him, go in peace. So he departed from him a short distance. Let me tell you something. This man was so affected. Guess what he did? He said, hey, when my master go into his house of God and pray to his God, hey, ask God to forgive me because I'm only going because He's my master, and I have to go in there with him. But I know that there's only one God, and that's that God in Israel, that God that healed me. So what that meant that he went back to Syria, and guess what? His whole family began to believe in God. This is the testimony of what God wants to do. God is letting himself be known throughout the whole earth. You have to understand, God is working on his mission. But let me tell you something. Sometimes when God is working, we have some people who try to come against what God is doing. And we're going to find out there was a servant named Gehazi. He couldn't, he, he saw all the possessions and he wanted the possessions and not, won't let God get his glory. So he, is, he intervenes in God getting true glory and worship. And this is what it said in verse 20. But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God said, look, my master spared Naaman, the, the Syrian, and would not receive from his hand what he brought. But as the Lord lived, I will run after him and take something from him. So Gehazi had pursued Naaman. When Naaman saw him running after him, he got down from the chariot to meet him and said, Is it all well? He said, All is well, my master. 
has sent me saying, Indeed, just now two young men of the sons of the prophet have come to me from the mountain of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of raiment. So Naaman said, Please take two talents and urged him and bound two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of raiment and handed them to of his servants and they carried them on ahead of them. See, Gehazi didn't trust the man of God. And he didn't, he didn't trust God. In other words, because guess what? God didn't want that. God wanted him to go back home to Syria and just talk about what God did for him. He wanted him to go back and say, hey, man, I tried to give the man of God all this stuff. He didn't take nothing. But this man lies on God. He lies on the man of God saying that this is what he wants. In other words, he didn't have the ability to just let God get the glory. And he's going to pay for it. He's going to pay for not letting God get the glory. Just want you to know this. And so this is what happened. And when he came to the citadel, he took them from their hands and stored them away in the house. Then he let the men go, and they departed. See what he did? He hid it. He was a thief. He lied and he stole. He hid it. But let me tell you something. The man of God wasn't ignorant, and this is what happened. Now he went and stood before his master, Elisha, said to him, Where did you, where did you go, Gehazi? And he said, your servant did not go anywhere. Another lie. This continued compounding, compound, compound the problem. Then he said to him, did not my heart go with you when the man turned back from his chariot to meet you? It is time to receive money and to receive clothing, olive groves, vineyards, sheep, oxen, male and female servants. Therefore, the leprosy of Naaman should cling to you and your descendants forever. And he went out from his present leprosy as white as snow. He was a leper. That same plague that was on Naaman came on him and his descendants because he tried to steal the glory from God in that event. So he was leper. He became a leper. In other words, his whole family, they're talking about and that was, the, that was the wages of his sin. That he would bear what Naaman was dealing with. Because he didn't trust the man of God to do what God called him to do. I want to let you know that this slave girl who had all this faith. She spoke it and see what happened. In the midst of her circumstance where she had. She had the ability to believe that God was God and God can do everything. I want you to know if there's nothing that God can't do for you or me in our situation, our circumstances. But you know what? I want to let you know that remember where you at, God can use you. You don't have to be in, in no position where people see you. All you got to do is just have a heart being willing to be used for God. But we're going to close in prayer. I hope that it was a blessing to you to understand that God has a plan for the downtrodden. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you, Father, for this word that you have given me to give to your people. I pray, Father, that you bless them. I pray in 2021, Father, that you be with them, that you meet their need, that you give them, that their hearts desire. Father, I just want to let them know whatever's on their heart and mind is on your heart and mind, and that they're not alone 
and that you love them. I want to say uh, bye, talk to you later, and I just want to let you know I love you, and I'll be praying for you. Just keep me in your prayers, and I keep you in my prayers.